the hard shoulder. All new Stoke. With the all new Nissan Juke. The coupe crossover by Nissan. Nissan. Innovation that excites. That's right. It is that time of the week when John Kelleher has joined me for another edition of The Last Post. Today we are talking about the French daredevil Vince Raffaia, who unfortunately died in training last week. A remarkable, remarkable story, John, like all of these, I suppose, and maybe doubly remarkable that that so few of us will know about him. Uh, Tell us very briefly, uh, in a nutshell, who, who was Vince? Yeah, it is. It's very sad, as you say, like he died yesterday week. He was a very, very daring French stuntman and uh, skydiver uh, known as the flying man uh, because of the sort of death defying uh, aerial feats that he that he did. And he died during a training session in Dubai uh, last week. But he had this passion to kind of push the limits uh, of what's possible by you know defying the, the laws of gravity. And he was, he's, I wouldn't be able to go within miles of the kind of events that he participated in. Like, like, like um, what, what type of events? What did he do? Give us a sense of, of, of how he risked his life. Oh, so gosh, we, we could, we, you, you, could, you could be here for hours if you wanted to list them all. But just to give you an idea, he did in his life, and he's only 36 when he died, he did 17,000 skydive jumps and 1,400 what they call base jumps. That's a, a jump from a from a fixed high point like a mountain or a mega skyscraper, uh, as opposed to a plane. He broke the Guinness World Record for the highest jump, uh, which was from, from the world's tallest building, which is in Dubai, the Burj Khalifa building. It's 2,700 feet high. Uh, he took off from a mountain in Switzerland, the Jungfrau, the famous Jungfrau mountain, 13,000 feet high mm. in, in a jet powered wingsuit, just like Iron Man. And uh, he dived or dove into a plane while it was in midair in flight. But Sir John, Pierce Brosnan did that at the start of Goldeneye. <laughs> you know, uh, he, and he, you- he did it in the tux. Yeah, you 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 probably do it, uh, Karen. I know because one of the few um, <laughs> skydiving clubs in Ireland is actually on the outskirts of Kilkenny. That's right. Yeah, the sky the the the, uh, the airfield in Kilkenny. All right, is uh, yeah. They've tried to get skydiving really up and running there. Hopefully, it kind of really takes off in the next few years. Some local objections to it, John. We won't get into local politics here on the radio. Uh, but but anyway. <laughs> but he did other things as well. Like I mean, he what uh, uh, he did a an amazing flight uh, at several hundred miles an hour through the the famous um, Heaven's Gate Cave in. Uh, southern China in wow. the Tianmen Mountain. It's a it's a it's an opening in the mountain that's like 130 meters high and 30 meters wide. He went through that in a jet powered wingsuit. Um, he did another Ironman uh, number uh, about five years ago, uh, and this stunt went viral. You've probably seen it. By the way, you can if you just Google. Uh, skydiving and stuff. It's amazing the kind of stuff. Or go on the Red Bull site. The amount of stuff you see, it's, and it's, of course, visually so beautiful. But he he actually flew alongside an Emirates Airbus 380. Wow. The largest passenger aircraft in the world. High above, in the sky, high above uh, the United Arab Emirates. Wow. Uh, Imagine looking out the window and seeing that. 
absolutely amazing. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Oh, it's Iron Man. <laughs> so tell us then about his his upbringing and his early life, how all this started. Well, I suppose it started because his parents were both uh, skydivers. He was born in Annecy in the French Alps in 1984. And he did his first solo jump when he was 16. And then when he was 18, he joined the French uh, national free-flying team. And when he was 20, he and his best pal, a guy called Frederic Fougin, uh, they went to the Costa Brava, to a place called Empuria Brava, which is a parachute club there that's known as the European uh, skydiving mecca. And they trained there. And then just uh, later that year, they won gold medals in Brazil at the World Free Flying Championships. And over the next five years, he won gold medals in Germany, France, America uh, and Taiwan. And so the, the, this this part of his, Frederick, uh, uh, then I know, obviously, look, they, they, they were doing all of this together. We actually have a clip, I think, of the two of them, uh, uh, the two of them together. And this is them speaking about while they're doing all these crazy things, they still need to have fun. When I came the first time in Dubai three years ago and like saw the tower, I was like, wow, like, this is the dream, you know, it's like it's the highest building in the world. We don't like to scare ourselves, you know, that's not the goal, you know, people think that uh, you base jump because you're crazy, you like to get scared, you like to, but I mean, we like to fly, you know, when we like to have fun, you know, so if you are scared, if you, yeah, if you scare yourself, yeah, there, there is no fun. So in this world, John, they kind of became a bit of a duo, did they? They did, yeah. They were. They actually um, had a name called the Soul Flyers, S-O-U-L, Soul Flyers. But then about five years ago, um, uh, Vincent was in, Was he became a protege of, there was a Swiss aviation daredevil pioneer uh, who developed, who had developed a, a jet propelled carbon fiber wingsuit. Um, and Vincent became his one of his protégés and he was invited to Dubai uh, to join uh, this guy's team, Eve Rossi's team uh, called Jetman Dubai, which is actually endorsed. The brand is endorsed and I imagine helped in every way by the crown prince there. And uh, they previously wingsuits were kind of you had to launch them from an elevated platform like they had a, an elevated platform above that world's tallest building uh, like or you could go from a helicopter uh, because the small wings needed a lot of speed before they could achieve, if you like, lift. But with the jet, it changed things um, completely. And they 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 practiced and planned for a, what was effectively a vertical takeoff uh, a la Iron Man. Uh, and they did earlier this year, they did 50 prep preparation flights and a hundred practice takeoffs and then he Vincent achieved this major breakthrough he became the first jet wing pilot to self-launch from the ground and traveling at a at a speed of 150 miles an hour he reached the top altitude 6,000 feet wow. in just 30 seconds yeah absolutely incredible like uh, did, did did this then mark a, a point where he turned his back on skydiving i'm struck kind of maybe skydiving purists won't consider this skydiving would they <laughs> i it's a good question i think in fact he was into both he was okay. very much into into both he actually said he spoke quite sort of candidly about the difference between the two um he said when i'm skydiving 
I have this feeling of freedom. I can pretty much go where I want, but I'm always going down. But with the jetpack, I can fly like a bird. Wow. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds, yeah. it sounds good. It still sounds risky to me, though. Oh, I think, I mean, I, I would be absolutely petrified. Like the only extreme sport or dangerous sport I've ever done is uh, whitewater rafting. I would never dream of doing that. I, I wouldn't dream of skydiving. Would you jump out of a plane? I, uh, a... I think I'd do it. Well, I, oh. I think I'd I think I'd give it a go. I would be scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'd be absolutely <laughs> You might need it. a little push. Uh, yeah, I might need a little nudge, a little gentle <laughs> encouragement um, with a, a, a punch in the ribs and a shove out the door of the plane to get me to do it. Like, uh, How risky is it, though? Um, I think it's 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 risky of course um i mean skydivers i know they'll tell you that the the risk the level of the risk can be managed and there's they put a huge premium on uh, safety obviously and there are statistics and, and figures uh which kind of indicate that maybe it's less risky than driving a car you know statistically all right okay well listen back to vince uh, uh then tell us what happened recently about his death well it's uh, it happened yesterday week, and um, Jetman Dubai, the the team, they confirmed the death, but they didn't give any details. And then the Dubai police and the United Arab Emirates, the Civil Aviation Authority, there, they they refused to respond to media requests for comment. There's obviously an inquiry going on, and uh, in due course, I, I'm sure they'll they'll publish the the, the details. It's terribly, terribly sad. I mean, he 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 posted quite recently. He posted on social media that there was much more to come, and he said, "You have so many dreams, and life is so short." Uh, well, listen, a, a nice sentiment, uh, and Isn't I think it? A, a nice way maybe for people to remember him. Go out and Google Vince Raffay, and, and as John said, the, the, some of the things you'll see will absolutely blow your mind. John, uh, interesting as always. Thanks a million for that. I, I look forward to, to next week's edition of The Last Post. Uh, John Kelleher uh, there with uh, the, uh, the the life and times of Vince Raffay. That is all we've got time for here on The Hard Shoulder. My thanks to the production team. Off the ball, they are up next. I'll be back tomorrow from four. Have a good one. Thank you.